2: doing most of the talking today. Uh, Sandy's wife took him to be spayed, and he's a little (laughs) short of breath, so I will be running most of the show, so my intelligent straight man will be laying back a little bit. First and foremost, Happy New Year to all of our fellow 2A patriots near and far and every person under the sun that is a supporter of all that is great in this country still. I want to thank you all and let's hope 2022 is our year. We have the Bruin case coming up uh, for concealed carry uh, and we have a lot of other things. I'm hoping to see a bigger awakening because I'm going to be talking about gun stats and stuff but uh, it's never been more evident than today how we the third tier Are basically the welcome mat for the first year and will this be our year where will it be a revolt will it just eclipse or will we just lay down like we have been doing continuing to be silenced and muffled and taken advantage of because I for one am tired of this back and forth where good for me and not for thee, etc., etc., And I'm going to be citing a couple of examples of our hypocrisy. You know, just a few, while all of us are quarantining up here in the gun control states, uh, Governor Freestuff has been down in Costa Rica with his entire family and an armed state police security detail that don't get to spend any time with their family. Uh, so he doesn't have to mask up. And then you have, you know, I don't talk much about her, but Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who hates Ron DeSantis, who called him a murderer because of its her COVID guidelines. She is vacationing in Miami while I New York City, yeah, New York City is completely shut down. Yeah. And she is down there without a mask, sipping frosty drinks with her boyfriend, Gingy McPherson, or whatever his name is. And they're down there. They're toasting and talking and hanging out while we are getting our asses kicked up here. You just have to love this duplicity, this, this... this, this blatant disregard for us, you know, Nancy Pelosi, when they asked her about, you know, uh, Congress being able to make stock trades, she goes, well, yes, we should be able to. It's a free market economy. These are the people that control <laughs> the stock market and the companies, and they know when, when they're, when they're going to issue a ruling or pass a law that's going to help or hurt a stock, and they buy ahead of time. It is the quintessential insider trading. They put people like Ivan Botsky and Martha Stewart in jail for <laughs> – What they are guilty of. Absolutely. Okay, and this is what we have to deal with. Now, Ghislaine Maxwell was found guilty of five of the six counts of uh, underage child sex trafficking, right? But, so she looks at, she's facing 65 years in jail. She just turned 60. She's the same age as me. Well, I want the list, and why aren't we prosecuting all of the men? That took advantage of those massages and happy endings with those yeah. underage girls. Absolutely. I want to see the tow- the flight logs. Uh, John McConnell sent me the f- the flight logs. I don't believe that they're the the flight logs, John. I don't believe they're le- they're legitimate, one hundred percent flight it. logs. I no. I don't I don't believe it. Nope. Huh. Nope. You're not going to get them because the you, you may get
1: uh, you you won't even get anything out of out of departures here in in the. Uh, In the U.S., because it's going to be normally you would be able to do that, but
2: you can't do that. Remember, they covered up his first absolutely uh, uh, felony charges in Florida. They didn't even tell the girls who were raped by him the deal that was cut. They were they were knocked right out of it. Right. So we we know how this machine works. Listen, as far as I'm concerned, the FBI Department of Justice is so politicized it it shouldn't even exist anymore. It's a joke. You know the 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 lawyer who doctored the emails during the Trump Russia Gate investigation was disbarred, and he was given uh, six months probation. Before his six months probation ran out, they reinstated his law degree. So he didn't even do six months of being disbarred. All right, that's how this works. This is how the first tier works. And it's never been more evident now. Even with social media suppression and oppression, we can all see through it. But the problem is, Sandy, I talk to a lot of people. They don't have a clue what's going on in the world. They just no, want to work no, and no, feed their families and enjoy what, what little things in life they can enjoy. So, And that's what the, the first tier is banking on.
1: That's exactly how they – this is not by accident. This is all by plan. This is exactly how it works.
2: I'm going to be reading a summary in a little bit uh, that um, was sent to me by Marty from Marty's V-Burger. But before we get into that, so let's talk more about um, – we talk about uh, things that are, go- that are going on, duplicity. So we know this uh, Pennsylvania congresswoman, uh, you know, obviously she's a defund the policer and uh, her car was carjacked from her at gunpoint and taken away from her. And the, uh, the woman, the African-American uh, politician who was a defund the policer, who was uh, 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 at gunpoint, they strong arm took her car, carjacked her and her husband. Her husband had a concealed carry permit. And uh, he shot back at them, and he prevented them from, you know, getting killed or whatever. Mm. And she said, let's not politicize this. She's anti-gun, anti-police, <laughs> and her husband, who's first-tier elite, has a carry permit. Mm. And he gets to fight back, and they get to save their lives and their property. And us, we, we have to just die.
1: We've said this over and over for the past what eleven years, I'm going yes, on twelve. But it is it's not r- about
2: gun control. They they don't want to control guns. Nope. They want to control us. But like, are we are we reaching the apex? Is it are we reaching the climax here? Like, I I need to know well, because I can't close. take it anymore. Yeah, we're getting close.
1: I think everybody kind of who is in our group seems to feel the same way. It's just that. There's so much working against us in the sense that there's there's just so much there's so much behind us. If you you, you take a look at half the kids who are educated today, I, you know, I've had a lot of time this past week or so uh, to try to busy myself uh, in ways that aren't physical. And uh, I was watching a TikTok video. I can't remember this kid's name, but he basically goes out and interviews. Uh, people on the street, right? Man on the street interviews like we used to do years ago.
2: When we were young. Yeah. <clears throat> and ask them, <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. And ask them simple questions like, who was the first president of the United States? And he mostly picks millennials. And I'm not picking on millennials because I work with millennials all time. We're day picking long. on everybody. Right. We're on it, right. <laughs> and it, I swear to God, it frightened the hell out of me. They don't know who the first president of the United States was. They don't know where Mount Rush, what country Mount Rushmore is in. They don't, I, it just, the, the the lack of knowledge about America. And then juxtapose that to, I was watching a, you know, I uh, haven't really been able to eat for, for about a week. And so I'm trying to get my appetite
2: back and I'm watching
1: cooking shows. and.
2: His stones are in a jelly jar, by <laughs> exactly the way. Exactly. Go ahead, yeah, continue.
1: Up, they're, they're, I <laughs> didn't watch them and I've been promised I could look at them if I'm good. Mm. Um, Mm. The um, as one, this guy uh, Jean Pierre, Chef Jean Pierre. He, he used to do an old PBS show years ago. Operated a great restaurant uh, called the Left Bank down in um, Fort Lauderdale. I've been there a number of times years ago, and um, he's now doing it like a YouTube cooking channel. And he's he's, he's, he's kind of hilarious, you know. But you look at this guy; he's half French, half mm-hmm. uh, Italian grew up in, in France and is an American citizen and loves, loves, loves this country. All he does is talk about what, how great America is. And this is something we used to hear from immigrants like our you know, our, our, our parents and, and, and people who are recent immigrants to America and came here, the right way because they wanted to and took the strides to do it and learn about America. And they love this country because they know what they're comparing it to. These idiots who don't know who the first president of the United States are all know plenty of trivia about any, you know, nonsensical pop culture thing. But they have no idea about their own country, and they've been taught to hate it, and they've been taught <clears throat> that it's bad, and that's what we need to overcome.
2: So I'm, I'm going to jump to this, and I'll go back to the defunding. since so you perfect segue. So Marty sent me this essay. It's about 28 pages. It's available online. This week's radio show, I will link to it. It's called The Fate of Empires and Search for Survival by Sir John Glubb, okay? This guy was born in 1897, and he had a long long history up until when he passed away in the uh, 50s or 60s. But uh, it's amazing how apropos he talks about all the uh, great um, fate of great empires, and roughly they all have about the same thing in common. They've lasted between 225 and 267 years. I think we're there, right? Yeah. Okay. Britain was 250. Spain, 250. Ottoman, 250. Arab Empire, 246. Roman Empire, 207. Roman Republic, 233. Greece, 231. Persia, 208. And Assyria, 247. Interesting. And they all follow the same pattern. We learn from history. Right. And he writes in here, um, you know, the only thing we learn from history, it has been said, is that men never learn from history. Right. Because we're going to do it different this time. Right. right. And uh, this is a great essay to read. And he talks about the lives of empires. And he says, We possess a considerable amount of information on many empires recorded in history and of their vicissitudes and the lengths of their lives, for example. Normally, a gradual period of expansion, then a period of decline. The resemblance is uncanny of all great empires. It's amazing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Gradual expansion and then a period of decline. Every empire and our politicians, our Mm -hmm. leaders don't see. You know why? Because they're enjoying themselves in the moment. Yes. They're there for the ride. They don't care about the grandchildren, great-grandchildren. They don't care about anyone but themselves. Anyone who does that job does it for self-interest, period. (laughs) so he's his common denominator in this essay was he says a period of 250 years on average represents about 10 generations of people and you can gauge and look at all of the characteristics of each change of each generation it it is so so interesting you know he talks about stage one the out the outburst he's like again and again in history we find a small nation treated as insignificant by its contemporaries, suddenly emerging from its homeland and overrunning large areas of the world. And he get, he cites all of these examples. And I must have read this fifteen times, Marty. I don't know where you found this, but but it's phenomenal. Uh, but he wrote. Did but you the, send that to me? It's linked to the radio show. Okay, great, thanks. He goes. But the new nation is not only distinguished by victory in battle. But by unresting enterprise in every field, men hacked their way through jungles, climbed mountains, or braved the Atlantic and the Pacific Oceans in tiny cockle shells. The Arabs crossed the Straits of Gibraltar in A.D. 711 with 12,000 men and defeated a Gothic army of more than twice their strength. And then they marched over 200 miles of unknown enemy enemy territory and seized the Gothic capital of Toledo. At the same time in British history, Captain Cook discovered Australia— Fearless initiative characteristics uh, arise in such period periods right, and uh, he wrote then that then we have the cause of like a lot of times there 's race outbursts you know because one race is treated different than another race, not only by color, a race creed and color and uh, he wrote you know just you know once you have a two class or three class system you 'll see people breaking out. And then he talks about uh, providential turnovers. Let me see what else I have here. The course of an empire, which is really cool. The first stage of uh, the first stages of an empire. And then like the U.S. was a little different. He goes, the United States arose suddenly as a new nation and its period of pioneering was spent in the conquest of a vast continent, not an ancient empire. Yet the subsequent life history of the United States has followed the standard pattern, which we shall attempt to trace in periods of the pioneers. Then we all, all, every country, uh, every great empire has a commercial expansion, which we all do, whether it's trade, manufacturing, or whatever. And uh, he talks about the speed of modern methods of transportation tends to create in us the impression that far-flung congr- commerce is a modern development, but that's not the case. Objects made in Ireland, Scandinavia, and China have been found in the graves of the ruins of the Middle East, dating from a thousand years before Christ. There was trade routes going on, you know, where it was like running a relay race, where people just handed stuff in, right? Right. You know, the Roman Empire extended from Britain to Syria and Egypt, a distance in a direct line of twenty seven hundred miles. Amazing, isn't it? A Roman official transferred from Britain to Syria might spend six months on the journey. Yet throughout the whole distance he would be traveling in the same country with the same official language, the same laws, and the same currency. He goes, Today we have some twenty independent countries that separate Britain from Syria, each with its own government's own laws, politics, fees, passports, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He wrote, even savage and militaristic empires promoted con commerce. It's so true. Without commerce, they couldn't survive. Right. You can only rape and pillage so much, and then you run yeah. out of raping and pillaging, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's like, all right, we raped and pillaged everything. Now What's what do left? Do? <laughs> you know, then another level in the rise of an empire is sea power, and we know what that's like. We have the largest navy in the world, and now China is starting to eclipse us, right? Before us, the British had the largest sea power in the world. Before the British were the Spanish, before the Spanish were the Portuguese, before the Portuguese were the Greek, before the Greek were the uh, the, the Vikings. Right? right? <laughs> it's, it's just amazing. So what happens now is now when we start to get rich and fat and happy we get to a period of art and luxury. This is gonna ring a bell to all of you here. The wealth which seems almost without effort to pour into the country enables the commercial class to grow immensely rich. How to spend all this money becomes a problem to the wealthy. Art, architecture, and luxury find rich patrons, right? Or Well, how many houses does Bezos have? I think 11. Yeah, right. All right. They just, they just don't know what else to buy. And here, guys, I can't believe this guy wrote this 50 years ago, 70 years ago. The first direction in which wealth injures the nation is a moral one. Money replaces honor and adventure as the objective of the best young men. Moreover, men do not normally seek to make money for their country or their community, but for themselves. Gradually and almost imperceptibly, the age of affluence silences the voices of duty. The object of the young and the ambition is no longer uh, fame, honor, or service, but cash. This one, bingo. Education undergoes the same gradual transformation. No longer do schools aim at producing brave patriots ready to serve their country. Right now we shame our country in school, right? They teach everybody right. that your country is shit. It's garbage, yeah. Right. It's Parents founded and- by, by, by racists and, and, and bigots and homophobes. Yep. And- he goes on, Sandy. Parents and students alike seek the educational qualifications which will command the highest salaries. All right, students, he says, no longer attend college to acquire learning and virtue, but to obtain these qualifications which enable them to grow rich. The same situation is everywhere evident among us in the West today. And then his next stage is called High Noon. All these periods reveal the same characteristics. The immense wealth accumulated in the nation dazzles the onlookers. Enough of the ancient virtues of courage, energy, and patriotism survive to enable the state successfully to... Uh, defend its frontier but beneath the surface greed for money is gradually replacing duty and public service. Oh my, I, I mean this, this is uh, better than Orwell when I read this. Yeah, okay. Yeah, very good. <clears throat> now, he gets into the next one where we become defenseless. He says, the nation immensely rich is no longer interested in glory or duty but is only anxious to retain its wealth and luxury. It is a period <laughs> of defensiveness from the Great Wall of China to Hadrian's Wall on the Scottish border, uh, money being in better supply than courage yep. subsidizes instead of weapons. Subsidies instead of weapons are employed to buy off enemies. Guys, how many countries do we buy off? How many countries do we send money to that hate us? Maybe, maybe it's it's easier to answer how many countries don't we send money to. So now having uh, Brandon as president, The weakness of pacifism is that there are still many peoples in this world who are aggressive. Nations who proclaim themselves unwilling to fight are liable to be conquered by peoples in the stage of militarism, perhaps even to see themselves incorporated into the new empire. Start learning Mandarin, ladies and gentlemen. Because that's what's happening. We're talking about the 84 genders in our military, and we're getting rid of mil- healthy Marines and Navy SEALs because they won't take the vaccine, and China is showing promotional videos on how to properly behead an American. Yeah, right. The next age, Standy, the age of intellect. The age of the pioneers are, are outbursts. The great wealth of the nation is no longer needed to supply the mere necessities or even the luxuries of life. Ample funds are available, so now it's the age of intellect where we study and we make assumptions of what the world will be like with all of our intellectual abilities. Oh, my God. Okay. So we have all of this intellectual growth. Every, you know, we've seen it in every, every great empire. And then we go to the inadequacy of intellect, he says. Indeed, it often appears in individuals that the head and the heart are natural rivals. The brilliant but cynical intellectual appears at the opposite end of the spectrum from the emotional sacrifice of the hero or the martyr. Then what happens, Sandy? We start to get civil dissensions. Okay? On and on and on, people are now fighting, and that's because we create the three tiers. Right. But here's the next step, Sandy. (laughs) The influx of foreigners. One of the oft-repeated phenomenon of great empires is the influx of foreigners to the capital cities. Roman historians often complain of the number of Asians and Africans in Rome. Baghdad in its prime in the 9th century was international in its population. Persian, Turks, Arabs, Armenians, Egyptians, Africans, and Greeks mingled in the street. Second or third generation foreign immigrants may appear outwardly to be entirely assimilated, but they they often constitute a weakness in two directions. First, their basic human nature often differs from that of the original stock. If the earlier imperial race was stubborn and, and slow moving, the immigrants may come from more emotional races, thereby introducing cracks and schisms into the national policies, even if they are all equally loyal. Second, while the nation is still affluent, all the diverse races may appear equally loyal, but in an acute emergency, the immigrants will often be less willing to sacrifice their lives and their property than will the original descendants of the founder race. Third, the immigrants are liable to form communities of their own, protecting primarily their own interest and only in the second degree that of a nation as a whole. Fourth, many of the foreign immigrants will probably belong to races originally conquered by and absorbed into the regime, which will le- make them be, you know, leery of the ruling regime. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he goes, but he did add this. He goes, one more, once more, it may be emphasized that I do not wish to convey the impression that immigrants are inferior to older stocks. They're just different. And thus they tend to introduce cracks and divisions. Okay, uh, then he goes on to uh, being frivolous, and (laughs) this is the best. When we're in the frivolous stage, frivolity is the frequent companion of pessimism. Let us eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we will die. He goes, the heroes always of declining nations are the same. The athlete, the singer, or the actor. The word celebrity today is used to designate a comedian or a football player, not a statesman, a general literary genius, or a teacher. How true, Sandy. Absolutely right. Right? We're at this stage. Then he gets into political ideology. We're a YouTube celebrity.
1: Influencer. <laughs> a
2: TikTok celebrity. Yeah. Then he talks about political ideology, how we get cracks. <laughs> this is a great one. The welfare state. Okay, 1964, we introduced ours. That was only about 10 years old when we introduced our our welfare state. Right. Okay, so we have the welfare state.
1: Well, we go back to LBJ with that, don't we?
2: Yep. And then the next thing he gets into, let's see. There's much, much more to read here. I don't want to bore all of you, but I'm going to attach the link for this. And I think everyone should uh, have a look at this. It's called The Fate of Empires. And search for survival by mm, Sir John thoughtful
1: piece. yeah very yes thoughtful. and
2: listen there's stuff that we can there's stuff that we can uh, go back and forth on here but it's we're at this point how much time do we have left in this segment uh, Jorge? about uh, four minutes four minutes so let's go back to our uh, lousy uh three-tiered system. Ah, uh, so you know Murphy's out there with armed security, Nancy <laughs> Pelosi. Do you realize every anti-gun politician has armed security or a carry permit?
1: Yeah, and why would you need armed security? Where is In Costa Rica?
2: Yeah, imagine the yeah. state troopers that didn't get spent any time with their family because mm. he was in Costa Rica. Amazing. Okay. The new New York City controller, Brad Lander, is a huge defund the police advocate and uh, when he just got the job he opted for a 24-hour full-time police security detail
1: oh amazing
2: okay so this is everywhere you turn everywhere you look just like public advocate Jumani Williams he's the one that lives in that uh, military encampment he also has 24-hour police security so you all you need to wake up. You need to, when you talk to the people in your family that are not of our mindset, well, we'll be, we should be able to protect ourselves and our family, when you have an aunt, an uncle, a cousin, a mom that says defund the police, this and that, bring these examples to them and say, so why don't the politicians that are calling for this, why don't they defund their security detail first? Right? If you don't believe police should be out there doing their job and protecting, why do you need the police doing their job and protecting you? That should be a question a questionnaire for every politician. Am I right or wrong? You're absolutely right. But no, nobody wants nobody wants to talk to about to talk about this, but I want to talk about it. I want to talk about it. Some some bright stars here, New York is setting a record as the second highest level of gun sales ever in 2021. All right. This is New York is, and the politicians don't care. Or New York. The, the entire, the entire state okay. of New York. They don't separate it. Okay. There It'd be was interesting to see where exactly I would love to see just to Manhattan down on that. Yes. So the, there was 425,000 firearm background checks in the first 11 months of 2021. Surpassing last year's sales of three hundred and fifty-five thousand for the whole twelve months. In eleven months, they'd sell four hundred and twenty-five thousand. <laughs> they did four hundred and twenty-five thousand background checks. Excuse me. So uh, it looks like guns aren't going away. But the only people that are going to continue to keep calling for getting rid of guns are the people that are protected by guns that we pay for their security details. I can't stress this enough. I can't stress this enough. Meanwhile, polls come out every day. Like this poll just came out. Um, who was who ran the poll here? Uh, the Reno Gazette Journal, Ghost Guns. Oh, Washington Times came out with this one that basically uh, majority of American citizens think gun laws, strict gun laws, make no difference. So we know that, but it's just the left constantly trying to poke the bear, stir the pot and get our guns taken away from us that's that's what it boils down to okay. you know that's yes. that's exactly what it boils down to they're just trying to knock us around And make us feel like jackasses and the underlings here. They want to take our guns away. But public sentiment doesn't really care about this. They don't want to. We don't need to take our guns away. Um, The politicians are like, Murphy keeps talking about, like, this gun control 3.0. Even Steve Sweeney, who's on his way out, pushed back on it. But that's because he has higher office political aspirations. But. You know, we're in a we're in a shit situation where all of those bills are majority are gonna be passed and we're gonna to have to fight them all in court and you know, I believe in the second amendment, but, but we need yeah. stronger go cut your mm. butt. Stick your butt up your ass, you snaggle tooth <laughs> jack o' lantern on methamphetamine. I don't
1: believe in the second amendment. They they loathe the second amendment.
2: Yeah. It's this...
1: all about control and the second amendment is a thing that stands between them and absolute tyranny.
2: Yes. And um, this is in from Al Alonzo. Richard Marchinko passed. You there? Sam? Yeah. Yep. Oh. Richard Marchinko That'll passed away. from time to time. All right. That's okay. <laughs> Richard Marchinko passed away this Saturday. He was a native of New Brunswick, New Jersey. He dropped out of New Brunswick High School tried to list in the Marines, but was rejected because he didn't have a high school diploma. He wound up joining the Navy. He enlisted as a high school dropout, retired as a commissioned officer with a captain's rank and an engineering degree, and he created SEAL Team 6. There were only two other teams, so Russia, China, um, so two other teams. So basically this guy, Richard Marchinko, Uh, Was one of the original founders of the Navy SEALs And he just uh, passed away I think he was 84 or 85 years old Yep, from New Jersey Uh, One of the original OG badasses (laughs) Where is that? Oh, we got to take a break Yeah, I don't want to talk to you anymore (laughs) Bye now (laughs)
1: We'll be right back
0: Are you still fighting crime the old-fashioned way? Now cut crime in half the time with a fast, easy, money-saving solution. Introducing the Shipbaggerator, this year's all-new crime deterrence marvel from the makers of Gun For Hire Radio. The Shipbaggerator's compact design makes it quicker and easier to use than jail cells, parole boards, lethal injections, or those costly, outdated electric chairs. Just park your Shipbaggerator in the town square, open the lid, and drop the shipbag in. It's that simple. There's no wrong way to use it. Back and forth, side to side, round and round, ship bags go in and come out as a mound. Super sharp stainless steel blades that never need sharpening do all the work. Slice ship bags so thin they only have one side. Built strong to last, they slice through even the toughest ship bags. Murderers, rapists, child molesters, no problem. Just set it to high, and the shipbaggerator's powerful patented motor will handle them three at a time. No muss, no fuss, no bogging down. Just pop the top, drop them in, and watch. As the powerful counter-rotating blades pull any size ship bag through at two feet per second. Amazing. Cleanup is a breeze. Just rinse with a fire hose or run it through the car wash. There's even a pulse setting for serial offenders. Save up the worst and delight the crowds on the 4th of July. Who needs fireworks when you've got the Ship Baggerator? And it's portable, so you can take it anywhere. But wait, there's more! For a limited time, we'll send you four additional sets of special stainless steel blades that never need sharpening. So now you can chop, slice, (laughs) dice, and cube. The Ship Baggerator and four specialty blades, all for the same low, low price unbelievable so don't wait fall and get yours today
1: the shit baggerator is available only at gun for hire radio operators are standing by (laughs) yeah we're back
2: Oh, shit. Okay, real quick. Let me do some housekeeping first. Marty's V-Burger, martysvburger.com. He's closed for a little vacation. We'll be back open uh, right after the uh, first of the year. Go online and check it out, martysvburger.com. Don't forget Decoding Firearms by John Petrolino on Amazon. Oh, uh, let's see. Gun Lawyer Podcast by Evan Knappen, baby. Check him out. Support those who support you. Do not forget the Quarantine Crawl, 350 Pro 2A Businesses. I just added a few more businesses. I added, who did I add here now? Rising Smoke, Silverback. It's a mobile cigar place. And I just added Premium Results Fitness Gym in Hackensack, hack, 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 as Billy Joel would say. <laughs> if you're from New Jersey, you would understand that. Uh, my book, Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game. Sandy, I swear my hand has arthritis. So many people came in this week and picked up books. So many people ordered books. It has been phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. CrimeProofBook.com. Our new sponsor, Optimal Health Wellness NJ, Dr. Joe Sambatero. Did he text you, Sandy? Phenomenal individual. I would recommend him
1: 200%. Look. Health care today, Dr. Sucks. Joe and I could talk about this all day long. Healthcare today is the fact that if you don't have a pri- private, private primary care doc, uh, like a concierge doc, uh, you're going to get chewed up by the system. Um, I happen to be one of those people who surprisingly got chewed up by the system.
2: As and, a doctor? Uh, as a
1: doctor, yes. And uh, had I... <clears throat> not had the knowledge that i have i probably wouldn't be talking to you right now
2: so correct so stop talking catch your breath
1: yeah but i mean this is the key this is the key i mean you really really do need a concierge doc and and he's th- he's going to fill up really quick i mean <clears throat> what it really provides you is 24 hours 7 day a week round the clock care of somebody you can go to for whatever questions you have uh, his services are there. He's, he's, you know, I don't know if this. Uh, does Dr. Joe make house calls?
2: Yes, he back makes work calls. Okay. He came and did my physical here. Perfect. He sexually assaulted me in my office. <laughs> is, no, he didn't. He didn't do that. extra <laughs> charge. He, he checked my blood pressure, my EKG, my pulse. We go over all my vitals. He goes over all my prescriptions. He decide, I brought my prescriptions in to work. He goes through everything. So anyway, Sandy was feeling a little under the weather. I text Dr. Joe. Dr. Joe says I'll, I'll reach out to him about after 11 o'clock, and I heard he reached out to you after. I didn't hear he reached out to you you just found out now. So uh, that's you how uh, gun people are.
1: Yes, exactly right.
2: Gun people are the and best people. how good doctors are. Yes. So it's optimalhealthwellnessnj.com. Dr. Joe Sampatero, a uh, bunch of Gun for Hire alumni have signed up for his service already. It is and, not
1: expensive uh, at all. Nope, nope,
2: nope, nope, nope. So uh, – Check it out. Also, the range is humming. You know, we have four ranges now. We're going to have more surprises. I have a 2,200-square-foot 2, uh, retail area, which will be opening in about three months, where we'll be selling Uh, Guns and accessories and everything else. Basically, there will be the gun store at gun for hire. Just so you all know the gun lockers were on back order. The gun lockers are due in I think the second week of January. So the lockers will be available. I know a lot of you reserved your gun lockers. We have a medium and a large. Don't worry, we'll have enough lockers for everybody. It's in a secure temperature climate humidity controlled environment. With cameras and key fob access, and uh, we're building a huge retail area with uh, swag, like hats, T-shirts, hoodies, you know, stuff like that, with a dressing room. So we're going to have gun store, lockers, and a huge retail swag area. Further into the year, we'll talk about the second floor with the tactical ranges and the cigar lounge. I need to get the, the gun store, the gun lockers, and the retail area opened up first. So it's probably going to be lockers first retail area second gun store third we're going to do a little different with the gun store we're going to have super pricing for ammo on members and we're going to have uh basically a members buyer's club on firearms oh nice yes yeah, so we'll still do free transfers for members and uh we're going to have a buyer's club for members so if you're a member of the range we're going to do something very aggressive uh with pricing and stuff so you don't get uh ripped off and you'll know what you're paying
1: you know it's just so great to see all this come together I remember sitting in your office 12 years, 13 years ago and you told me this vision that you had and this is exactly it and this is the final
2: stage of it and I yep. am so happy for you, my friend. Thank you very much and who would have thought a retard like me could have wrote a book too? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write two more books. I'm going to well, write a follow-up to the Crime The people who bought too. it know it is in crayon. So the <laughs> Listen,
1: manuscript
2: was in crayon. I, I so. cannot, it was, I cannot believe... The positive feedback I'm getting from customers. I read your book. My kids it's read the book. book. This, I can't. I, I want to uh, thank you all. My buddy Keith Ellison. I, wa- I just want to thank everybody. It's, it's, it's just been phenomenal. I'm just so happy you finally did it. I've been up yeah. your ass
1: for, uh, for 12 years. Well,
2: you're like an encyclopedia. I know. If it wasn't for the COVID shutdowns, I never would have really got it done. You yeah. were always kicking me in the ass, but being closed for 16 weeks so got, me, got me got me pretty far. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I made lemonade out of lemons. If only I had some tequila to put in it too <laughs> at the time. <laughs> It, it, would have been, it would have been really nice. So coming soon, the gun store at Gun for Hire, the new retail swag and accessory area, and the gun locker. So lockers first, retail area second, gun store third. So hang on. You better get a membership, I'm telling you right now. We have a three-month steel membership now, Sandy. S-T-E-E-L. Nice. It's three months only. It's $99. Unlimited? Yeah. It's a great trial membership, <sighs> right, wow. for three months. We've been selling a lot, and a lot of people have been converting. I am blown away about the amount of people coming from other places and uh, buying memberships. Where the hell are you going Uh, to shoot steel indoors today? Well, no, no, no. Steel membership. S T E E L is the name of the membership. No, I'm surprised how many people have been coming in and joining that that shoot at other places. Oh yeah, uh, because they're not happy with whatever
1: there's you know people can try to copy but if they don't have that kind of passion and don't come from the background that you came from you know pretty much i know most of your competitors and most of your competitors they're in this because they did something else
2: they copy good yeah they yeah they well they try to copy good they they copy they copy the wrong things so, yeah, I, I hear a lot of feedback, and I don't give any back. I just listen. Yeah, you, know? you can't. Uh, no, 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 I don't care. I don't care. But we, we, we focus ahead, customer first. My business is hospitality uh, yep. second and safety first. Yep. And, uh, again, look around, go to your places of business and ask them what they do to help further to 2A in the 2A in their state as well. Right. Who else sticks their neck out? I'm the only right. one dumb enough to do it. Which is uh, true. <laughs> stop talking. I told you, stop talking, stop right, talking. go on, go on. Uh, Where is it? Now, oh, you know, you want to talk about this? So uh, somebody sent me this. I'm sorry. Some 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 people send me stuff, and then I copy it, and uh, I paste it, and I forget. But Facebook, you know, I, I love Thomas Paine's book. Um, oh, my God. I like Paul Richard's Almanac, and uh, I can't think. Uh, Common Sense mm-hmm. by Thomas Paine. Well, uh, if you quote... <laughs> If you quote stuff from Thomas Paine, like, he who dares not offend cannot you, you, be honest. You, you can get banned? It's flagged for false information. <laughs> oh, Instagram, your story goes against community guidelines. Okay. He who dares oh, not offend God. cannot be honest. By Thomas Paine. <laughs> okay? <laughs>
1: That's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh. This is
2: this the founding fathers of this country were zuckerberg and these rich bastards wouldn't have anything the if putts like, wouldn't even know who thomas paine is
1: sh- <laughs> come on look money don't make you smart no
2: <laughs> no but, you know, a lot of our readers, Alex from Newtown, um, PA, and, and so many other people are sending me all of this information about, you know, people are out on bail and possessing a firearm and shooting people and killing people. This, this is all part of the plan by the liberals and, the, you know, yeah, defund, sure. do, do this, mm-hmm. do that. They don't yeah. really care. And they're going to blame the, the, mm-hmm. uh, the violence
1: uh, uh, committed by people using firearms uh, <clears throat> with the rise in gun sales. It's got no thing to do with the other. The, the people committing violence with firearms are using illegal or stolen firearms. I, I, I don't know how many times we have to go over those facts and figures. It, it,
2: does, it never changes, does it? Nope. 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 So, uh, you know, all these liberals uh, have been writing articles about why they're moving out of Florida why they're moving out of California to Texas and why they're moving out of New York to Florida and mm. stuff because even they're waking up the lockdowns are killing them mm. their kids not going to school at all you know and then all these rich people tweeting online they have cases of these instant COVID tests where people are waiting in line for, Man, for days right. and hours for them right. and there's nothing like uh, nothing like bragging about your first tier status to piss the third tier off more and more and more keep doing it please keep showing your privilege because the more you keep showing your privilege the more pissed off people are going to get and the more we're going to see some real action i'm done with the ballot box i don't think it's ever going to be go our way again no we've said that
1: you know time and time again we we've tried we've met these these knuckle-dragging clowns who who want to run for office for whatever purpose they want to run for and and they are just empty suits and it is just it's just not the way to do it anymore I I what the answer is I I don't know
2: yep I wanted to add a couple of things uh Doug Nemec they sent me an email see stuff like this keep me going um He's moving to New York, and he wanted to know about um, uh, New York transportation. And I gave him uh, Peter Tillum from the quarantine crawl. I introduced him via email. Of course, Peter emailed back in about 16 seconds. And now the two of them are having a dialogue. But Doug and his wife and his son have been members of Gun for Hire as long as I can remember. And uh, the three of them came in to shoot uh, 1230, December 30th. And, he, goes and uh, he wrote, it was a pleasure chatting with you yesterday afternoon. While you have a moment, could I trouble you to send me the contact info for the attorney we discussed? He goes, and while I have you, let me take a moment to sincerely thank you for running such an amazing operation at Gun for Hire. We have visited countless times and we were greeted and always greeted with excellent service, clean facilities, and a welcoming environment every single time. Our collective eagerness to return at every opportunity has truly helped to strengthen our family bond as we enjoy our shooting hobby in a place that feels like home. So rest assured that a move across the border to New York will not dampen our enthusiasm to come back and see you going forward. Many thanks and Happy New Year, Doug my man this is what keeps me going when all you negative bastards out there give me shit and people give me the finger and country clubs won't let me eat in their place and i get bomb scares and suspicious packages and death threats that keeps me going Uh, george O sent an email sandy uh looking at a home alarm camera system i know you have ring any options on simple safe pros cons or ring anybody here listening to this i want some input so george my alarm system and camera system at home is completely hardwired i don't have uh, wi-fi bluetooth or anything like that i have a battery backup in my attic i have a, a radio dialer So that if the phone lines are down or the Wi-Fi is down, so basically my cameras and alarm will continue to work for about two days if somebody was to kill my power. Mm. Uh, My situation is a little different. I'm high profile, so I have to do that. Now, I put the ring camera in. Uh, I have that here, and I have it at my parents' house. And both of them are on my phone, so I can monitor the front doors on that. I don't know the pros and cons of any of this, but uh, Scott from SMS Security in Caldwell did my entire alarm and camera system and home automation. My I can shut my water main valve off and everything. I have leak detectors in all the rooms, so that if a water pipe breaks, washing machine or something, the water main shuts off if I'm not home. So it does that automatically automatically sandy that's great this little prong that sits on the floor so if water touches the two completes the circuit it shuts the valve that's great i have one in my kitchen one in each bathroom and i have one in the laundry room oh that's great yeah and they're little things you know that he just plugs in and hooks them up so uh so you can contact him george but i want people to chime in anybody that wants to chime in Uh, with uh, options for George we'll cover it next week so Sandy I want to discuss this I'll read the question you get into it and then we'll do learning okay Okay. so crazy Jess B congratulations (laughs) she's due to have a baby April 1st April fools hmm there's something psychological about that anyway so hi does Sandy really not have any data on how COVID is affecting the unvaccinated or is just not allowed to talk about it? I'm pregnant, so I have a weakened immune system and I'm not vaccinated because there's no data on how vaccination affects the baby in utero. So I do not want to, to risk it with anything I've gone through to get to this point to the health of my baby. The symptoms just seem to be mild and I haven't really been worried about it, but now what Sandy said on your show yesterday, I'm wondering if I should be worrying about it. I feel like with the infection rate, there is no way to avoid it. So between what Sandy said and the White House telling me to hurry up and get my, in my coffin, it's a little <laughs> scary. Then again, every report I see that talks about it, talks about cold symptoms, which makes me wonder why are people are freaking out. The whole thing is so effing frustrating because you can't get a straight answer or good data. And it all has political spin. Okay, sorry for the book. I'm just hoping that maybe you have some inside info. Sandy, to the best of your ability, can you answer that, please? Thank you. Well,
1: Jess, first I want to congratulate you. And uh, second, I'd like to uh, thank you very much for a very well-thought-out question. I think um a concern of very many listeners at this time. I hope I can... Do it justice, I think the first thing that we have to realize uh with respect to the data that is available is we're basically shooting at a moving target here, so what was uh, true this morning may not be true this afternoon, so I understand wholeheartedly your frustration and confusion, and then mix that in with all the political weirdness that seems to be going on all over the world and self-interests, and, well, there you have it. So the first part of your question deals with um, the difference between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated with respect to COVID. Well, based on the accumulated data worldwide so far to date, the data does suggest that, yes, people who have gotten fully vaccinated or been exposed to the disease and have developed a natural immunity seem to be faring much better Uh, with respect to hospitalizations, disease severity, and death. However, that said, there seems to be no bearing whatsoever on whether you have been vaccinated or infected previously, fully vaccinated, partially vaccinated. The data suggests that this particular strain is doing extremely well at immune escape, which means it don't care. Vaccinated, unvaccinated, vaccinated with whatever brand, If you are exposed, chances are you're going to get it. How sick you get and the ramifications of that are kind of yet to be known. And there are so many variables, including, you know, your nutritional status, your health status, your other health issues. I, for one, am taking extreme precautions. I wear an N95 mask. Right at this point, I am extremely compromised. So my wife, who works in a clinical setting still, is taking even greater precautions not to bring it home to me. However, with all those precautions, I fear that I too will be exposed to it. Look, bottom line is all we can do is all we can do. Take whatever precautions you can, protect yourself, stay away from large gatherings, that sort of a thing, wash your hands a number of times a day, I personally carry with me one of those little dollar store spritzers filled up with 70% alcohol that I spritz myself and my hands uh, multiple times a day. And so does my wife. So you want to make it as hard to get infected as possible and then create a hostile environment inside your body for the virus to be able to replicate properly and do what it likes to do. Which is why I gargle a couple of times a day with an antiseptic mouthwash and do nasal irrigations and such of that nature and the main thing is to be educated about this not from the mass media sources you want to go to people who are trusted uh, can present the data properly one of those people is a colleague from the uk who is both a medical scientist and a professor of medicine uh dr john campbell you can search for him on youtube he's got an excellent channel does a daily update mostly about the uk and other parts of the world but sometimes with the u.s But at least the data there is clear, concise, unbiased, and above all, I think very understandable, even for the layperson. But to all you medical professionals out there, you might uh, enjoy looking them up. Well, Jess, I hope that helps. Uh, I hope I didn't confuse everybody.
2: Douche. No, it's okay. Uh, I hope that helps confuse you more, Jess. (laughs) Um, How much time do we have left? Uh, we're getting short so i'm not going to cover this in detail now i'm going to uh learning segment will be better uh next week i need more input i am thoroughly blown away about uh, you know you and i started last week about the air tags well the air tags uh, i've gotten a ton of information First thing, Brad Hendricks, uh, he goes, Great topic on the show. I just bought a couple of these and I'm playing around on how they can be used for good and evil, and I'll keep you posted. Thank you, Brad. Brad sent a YouTube video. In four minutes, anybody can take the chirping device out of an air tag. <laughs> so that's one thing. But, but, Rabbi David Bendori sent me a book. In two emails, how it affects Apple and Android, and I'm not going to discuss it this week. We're going to get into detail next week because I want more input from all of our listeners. So all of our listeners out there, some input I need on ring uh, camera systems or non-ring or whatever, alarm systems, pros, cons, any experts out there. And I need more information on these AirTags before we publish the data. Uh, M Garcia and his buddy Mark showed up the other night. And these guys are in IT and, I, and cybersecurity and everything. And we were talking about them as well. And uh, M was like, you know, whenever uh, you're not using your Bluetooth on your phone, your Bluetooth should be off. If you're not using your Wi-Fi on your phone, your Wi-Fi should be off. And it's interesting because when I'm traveling, the first thing I do is I turn my Bluetooth and my Wi-Fi off. Uh, a, it, it increases battery life on your phone because your phone's not constantly searching for a Bluetooth or battery signal. Uh, the second thing is, obviously, for security to have your Bluetooth and um, and your Wi-Fi off. And, uh, I, of course, I have a VPN on my phone uh, that Scott installed for me through AT&T, by the way, which is secure. So I will always turn my VPN on before my Wi-Fi because M was talking about how um, – how certain uh, Wi-Fi's will just automatically hook up, connect to your phone, like Marriott or whatever. And, you know, yeah, so correct. So we went from air tags to talking about Wi-Fi and, and Bluetooth security uh, from that point. Obviously, in my book, I cover the USB charger, the data block, so people can't suck your data out of your uh, phone uh, when you plug it in to charge it. That's covered in my book. This is new stuff now, and the air tags are kind of rather scary. So uh, I want to discuss that in detail. So that'll be a topic for uh, for next week for sure. And I want to thank everybody for their input. But I need more. Anthony at Gun for Hire or Info at Gun for Hire. Uh, Pros, cons, AirTags, Google phones, tracking, Android, iPhones. Is there apps? Is there counterattack apps? Is there what we can do? Uh, I need help on how we sit down with our kids and tell them how they can be tracked with an app or uh, tracked with a uh, one of these little air tags. Remember now, we have a new class. Sandy, uh, Tony Arena um, uh, drawing from concealment is coming up. The first one is J- yes. The first one is January twenty second. And uh, it's the tactical pistol course will serve as an introduction into drawing for concealment. The course will begin with the concealment holster's placement and continue with proper clothing options as well as different drawing techniques. Our long-range class is April 16th, shooting out, I think it's 1,000 yards. Uh, We're doing Utah CCW and Florida CCW. We're doing it here, and we're doing it at Cherry Ridge. First one in Cherry Ridge is January 9th. Uh, yes, we're doing so. The Carry Road Show is back on. We have Urban Pistol, Urban Pistol Two, Holster Draw, CPR, Stop the Bleed, January twenty fifth and twenty sixth, and a l- lot more classes coming. Don't forget to support those who support you. Lake Island Junior Rifle uh, Club in Carteret, New Jersey, is looking for members, looking for donations, looking for everything. Got s- whatever you can help, and the CNJFO. Youth Day at Gun for Hire is sold out. Done. Every slot was sold out for Sunday, March 27th. They're still looking for monetary and ammo donations, though. And the 22 League is almost up, and the Glock Shooting Sports Foundation Leagues is up on our website already. So our 22 Rifle Leagues and the Glock Leagues are all ready to rock and roll heading into January. Everybody get here and get involved. We're supplying the guns and the ammo on the 22 Rifle Leagues. And the Glock Leagues, obviously, you need your own gun, and there's all different categories. And uh, I can't wait to launch all of this. Can't wait till the new gun store opens. Can't wait till the lockers are available. And uh, can't wait until the retail area is available. Sandy, you want to talk about VHS? Because I know we've gotten more donations. I've had customers come in and tell me.
1: We have. <clears throat> we are raising money for uh, veterans in need of memory care and disabled veterans who have lost all of their funding. Um, It takes about 100 bucks a day to provide these folks care, and it's the only care they see, and the only people that they see, and the only break that the families get. And if you've ever taken care of someone who has memory problems, my God, it is almost a sentence. So these one day breaks are great for these folks. I want to thank Michael uh, for his donation. Um Powell P. said, let's spread some Christmas spirit. And he did that with 300 bucks. Thank you oh my so God, much, Powell. Thank God. George, why, you're a psychopath. Another $100. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, George. They are just like, they know by your the, name. <laughs> by the way, George
2: and his son, John, yeah. if you want to see what they look like, when you go to gun for hire forward slash Glock or GSSF, whatever. Wait, wait, wait. Let me give it to what it is. The Glock page is gunforhirecom forward slash Glock. Click on it, and you will see the picture is George and John. Okay? It's (laughs) it's George looking over John's shoulder as John gets ready to kick his ass in the GSSF. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. Gun people are the best people. They're the
1: best. Steve K., thank you so much for your $100 donation. And Armin Z again, uh, thank you very much for a $100 donation. You guys are absolutely the best. And let me tell you, it is so greatly appreciated. Um, these folks are struggling down there. And we are uh, partnering up with the uh, VHS of Ocean County. It is a uh, visiting uh, visiting healthcare service of Ocean County. It's a 501c3 uh based a community based organization so all, all of your donations are tax deductible i guess talk to your account because i can't say that because i'm count um but um we really do appreciate anything you can do you can just go to GoFundMe and search for vhs victor hotel sierra of ocean county and look uh, five bucks ten bucks everything you guys got is wonderful thank you so much
2: happy new year and thank you for making 2021 as successful as it could be and done for hire Gun people truly are the best people. I love you all, Sandy. You're pissing me off. I didn't think we'd get through it, baby, but we, we did. We <laughs> did get through it, and I'm looking forward to the taping show. Uh, whatever five 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 is the next show. <laughs>
1: Tree five, <laughs> hey, God willing. <laughs> yes, thank all you right. all. We will see you again. Well, it looks like uh, you've done it again. This may be an abbreviated close for the first time in 544. Get out. Uh, you've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun For our Radio. Gun For our Radio is a kind of thick media production. The music is in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. I'm on behalf of our show host master trainer Anthony Calandro, author of Crime Proof. Think like a criminal. i and beat them at their own game. Available still, right? You still have stock,
2: right? Hell yeah. I keep oh, ordering right. 5,000 at a time, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Sorry, go get yours now. We and well, on you- that cough.
1: <laughs> we love you guys. See you again next week. Just happy to
2: be with you. Damn, yeah. yeah. From sea to the